You realize we spend a third of our life sleeping? I know, stuck in traffic was a good guess, too. But now that you know you sleep so much, why aren't you sleeping on the most comfortable mattress arguably made in America? A brand new iComfort Eco by Serta. It's supportive and designed to keep you cool, comfortable, and feeling restored. Or check out Serta's perfect sleeper for pressure-relieving comfort and support while maintaining a balanced temperature. Serta mattresses made right here in Michigan, and they have been for over 110 years. Go to Serta.com. Find a retailer near you. That's Serta.com. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. It's the episode we've been hyping up since the start of the season. Merry Christmas, Merry Podmas. It's Cash the Ticket, Jim Costa, Mike Valeni. Hello. We've got gifts, we've got alcohol, <laughs> we've got the airing of grievances. We're never going to live up to that open. We didn't even know this episode was going to exist the first three months of the year. <laughs> Take it easy. I feel like it's just grown and grown in our in our minds. And as I look at the plan for today, airing of grievances, menu showdown, giving of gifts. Mm. You've got stuff to share. I've got stuff to oh, share. Yeah. We've got an, a, a Christmas music point spread rundown. This That's is right. really good stuff. Because if you listened and if you haven't, please go and do it. But there's a Getting to Know Mikey episode. I am a Christmas music uh, enthusiast and a savant, have despite se- being a red-ass bastard. Have you seen some of the reviews? People loved that episode. Oh, that, that's that was very nice. I did. I saw a couple of them. It was just more explaining it because it doesn't make sense that someone like I'm pretty intense about my job and I'm not I'm a pretty private guy, but like I go so fucking tired of like my co- Rico and, and, and other people like, well, what, what do you mean you like Christmas music? It's like, dude, I didn't say I did crack. I said I like fucking Christmas music, all right? But I get how initially people would look at you and be like, wait, huh? What? Yeah, well, there's personal things behind it. So there, go download the damn episode. He's a real person, all right? I have feelings. We'll also do a 12 Days of Christmas, 12 memorable moments as dubbed by <laughs> and me. And most of them are right on that cursed tree. Well, that's its own thing. That's the ornaments to shame. No, we have a lot of ground to cover. Okay. So settle in. I think this is going to be an episode for the people who have been with us who love all the little things we do. Yes. So let's have some fun. Go ahead. Take it where you want to go. The airing of grievances where we trim the tree, we go over the ornaments of shame, and we lament our biggest betting mishaps. These are heartbreaks, no-shows. Some of them are bad beats. You going to pour some drinks? Yeah, we have to. It's podmas. Right? All right. So I brought something nice for you. What do we have? Well, I know this isn't your deal, but you're going to have to buck up and just do this. I'll be fine. So, little... ah, So this... this, They don't even make this anymore. So this is is, uh, Calumet Farm. So this is a horse farm down in Kentucky that started making their own... It's like a bourbon? Yeah. And it's a 14-year age. It's going to hit you in the face. They don't make it no more, but I wanted to bring in a nice bottle... You know, it's it's for sharing. Like, what the fuck? I don't go home and drink this shit every night. I'm, I'm not going to turn into that guy. But, you know, get a little bit of holy yeah, sacrament there. Some of this. Cheers, buddy. Let's kick the Cheers. episode Let's off. Let's it. cook. Um, do you want yeah. me to just take one off the tree? And- well, and I put a little rocks in there for you because I don't want to see your eyebrows float away at midstream. It, they, it, it's going to give you that it's Kentucky hug. Like it. Yeah. <laughs> it's going to give you the hug in your esophagus. So... You need a little rock. So, you know, unless you're a salty dog, you're not going to crush this neat at uh, noon on a work day. But here we are. I'm going to just pick one from random here. Actually, I think this is the very first one. Yeah. 
What do you remember? Uh, okay. What do you remember about South Florida? Yeah. Minus 12 and a half. Uh, okay, I'll tell you what. I got a reminder of it last night watching South Alabama. I barely sat down. It was 14 nothing. What I remember about South Florida getting the 12 and a half against BYU, we loved them. And we go, BYU cross country. They're down their top two wideouts. South Florida could be frisky. Hot early in the season, the heat. I poured a drink. Little Saturday night, That's early nice. in the year. You get, you know, I got back from New York. I wanted to just relax, watch some football. That was the, we're excited to have football back. By the time my ass hit the couch, 21 nothing BYU. Dead. DOA. Just dead. That's my only memory of it. That was one where we knew the ornament. It was the birth of the ornaments. Yeah. And it had to be USF. It, it was an assassination. Yeah, they had no chance in the game. All right, let me pick, pick a different one here. What do we got? What's an, Oh, no. This is more recent. Yeah, that one is. And it's one of my favorite ornaments, too. It really is. My, 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 my wife in the art studio really crushing these. Jimmy, you want know, to be all right I'm over there? I'm going to be all right. This is you Tennessee. two sips. Stop it. Tennessee, minus 21 and a half. It says, loser. It's uh, Smokey the dog with a Santa hat and an L on it. Yeah, and that was the South Carolina game. Right? Yeah, where they, they lost the game outright as Ritter. a 21-point favorite. Just counting his TDs. No, not Ritter. Uh, Rattler. Rattler. I'm so pissed at Ritter's performance <laughs> last week. You're right. That was Rattler. And He's a, counting touchdowns on his fingers. And they got run from Jump Street. South Carolina couldn't break a grape in a food fight. And then they went out against Tennessee and put up, what, 60? It was does, crazy. Does Tennessee... What's their playoff conversation if they don't lose that game? That was their second loss, right? Sitting there with one loss. I think frisky they, at the end. I think they get in based on SEC bias, but remember something. Losing Hendon Hooker, the committee probably keeps them out based on yeah. that. And I know you don't like no, that. I, know, I don't want to re-adjudicate. Yeah. Oh my God, we're using I think we just became best friends. <laughs> We've done too many of these. Next one. Oh, speaking of DOA, remember this one? Yeah, I got a distinct memory of this one you're pulling off. This is App State. Yep. This was a Thursday night game. They were playing Coastal, and they were laying three. Yep. And the glittery minus three. Yeah, and if you, now the memory of this one is simple. I watched the first half of this on the airplane as I was going to New York to tape the show. And I was kind of excited, like, oh, it's going to be great. I'll have a game to watch. Flight will go by quick. Settle in. What am I watching? And it was... App State's defense playing no defense. And it was their offense, who is the, they were the best, like, group of five rushing team early. They couldn't gain a cock length on the ground. Nothing. I mean, Coastal was stoning them. And I'm like, what am I watching? Then Coastal's backup comes in the game for no reason. He dots them for a 60-yard TD. Just a total debacle and none of it made sense no. because based on what we had watched no. they should have run the football up and down the field mm -hmm. and they were dead doa dead on arrival game over i'm gonna take this one this is this is a week four ornament of shame oh yeah tuck losing this is this is i warned you to stay away from michigan state this was it's the Minnesota the roses, game the big l tuck, losing. tuck tuck looking like he has to take a shit the, the backstory on this though that's got I, some girth to it. It does. It was weighing down the tree. <laughs> the backstory, though, the week before, 
was the Washington game. Yep. And, and I had sniffed it out and yep. I didn't believe in MSU, but I thought, Tucker, yep. bounce back. I believe in him. And I think I even said, I know your team better than you do. Infamous words. Which actually plays into the character that would be born two months later, which is Mariah Costa. Because you do, you say these things. You know, and as my mom would say, it's not what you say, it's how you say it. I've been told that. And you, it hurt me. Mm-hmm. But then what happened? Yeah, they got bombed. I think it was Dead. the worst, worst loss of the season. Dead. Home game. Minnesota. No chance. Racked up like 700 yards rushing. And that's when you knew... State was going to be really bad this year. Let's go with this one. Let's not wait any longer. Oh, this was sad because this was your team. This was the first of the Costa Locks this season. This was the Coastal one Carolina. It started it all. It came back from the grave, and it started 0-4, and it started with Coastal Carolina minus 12 and a half. They were at home. Old right- Dominion. And I don't believe they had lost a home game, like maybe no. one in the last two years. Uh, no. They lose outright. And, and. McCall gets hurt. Old Dominion. Yeah, that was our one of our 14 quarterbacks that I killed. That was in the the the, the origination of the Costa Lock where I said, I'm going to be a friend. I'm going to back you. Oh, that's right. I backed the first couple of these. Mm-hmm. What a disaster. Yeah, Old Dominion moving up and down the field on the chance. I, that was, that was brutal. And by the way. Grayson McCall has not recovered from that injury. Nope. He plays, but he can't move around. It was an ankle injury that day. Yeah, and now he's in the portal. So, But he's playing. Next tournament. That was, I, I had these written down. That was week seven. This one. This is another one of my mishaps. What one is this? This is actually one of the better designed ornaments. Um, this is Mickey Joseph. Oh, God. Which, obviously, what's yeah, happened no, since, no, maybe we I, don't. Well. He ain't there no more. Right. But the the story was he had got injured against Oklahoma as a player. He played at Nebraska, and I, I made he this. He took over for? Scott Frost, who Thank has you. a tombstone in the studio. And I was fixated on the idea that he was going to talk to the team about how Oklahoma injured him, a cheap it, shot. It means something. This is, and I don't care what our record is. I don't care if the coach has been fired. He would galvanize them. And rightfully— I told you at the start of the year, I thought Oklahoma was going to be shit. Under nine and a half wins was, to me, easy. Uh, I like TCU to win the Big 12. I know they Mm -hmm. fell just short, but, like, we made some decent calls. And everybody, Nebraska was the very sexy, very chic underdog selection. And then Jim goes up 7-0. That's right. And I'm, like, patting myself on the back. And look at this. A few moments later. It's like 28-7. (laughs) 49-7. What happened? That was week three's ornament of shame. Remember we were going to do the framed in memoriam of Mickey Joseph after that game? Some of the foreshadowing. All right, let's go to week two. And I remember this one because it involved square dancing. Oh, Christ. This is where you got me to take a big favorite. We called it square dancing. Yeah, Bama. This is Bama. And Texas. It's, and I love that I'm my face is photoshopped. Well, there was a picture of the elephant. Sad elephant. We're, we're taking a picture with like a, you know, a little girl Alabama fan. So I was like, okay, if I can supply the Photoshop, I know my wife can make magic out of this. And that little frosted globe. I mean, that's, I got to tell you. Gifts in the jar. I'm telling you, listen. It was a big benefit. I didn't have to pay somebody to make these ornaments. Christ. But that was at the beginning of the season before we knew Alabama wasn't Alabama. Yep. And that was back when Quinn Ewers actually looked decent. And then he got hurt. 
They still should have lost outright. So you're like double bitter because you know your Bama bet screwed. So you're like, fuck it. Let Texas win. Like, let's go. Chaos. Neither happened. Bama squeaks away. Bryce Young on the escape. That was the foreshadowing. It's every reason I don't take big favorites in college. And some of the, look at these. The Tennessee one is a favorite. Your chance, favorite. Bama, favorite. I'm telling you. It's a graveyard. It's like Saratoga, the graveyard of favorites. Well, let's go to another big favorite. This is recent. This was at the end of the season. This is week 11. UCLA loses outright as a 20-point favorite. Yeah, you're, you're good. You're good. Just go ahead and rip the whole branch yeah, off. Whole go, branch Hercules, off. Hercules. Um, yeah, this was a game I didn't watch a second of because I had dinner plans in New York with some dear friends of ours, and I was way too buzzed up to even attempt to stream this, and I went to sleep. And what they proceeded to do was just get flat out beat by Arizona. That's I mean, yep. beat. It was nothing cheap, nothing goofy. Mm-hmm. And you know what we missed? That was the look, look ahead, ahead spot. And I knew it as soon as it's the one thing we missed because Arizona didn't stop the run. Nope. UCLA had been rolling. I love the uh, the custom yeah. brown paper bag on the face of the Bruin. Well, my wife Why? didn't. Yeah, my wife didn't want me to Photoshop that. She goes, "I will." I will adorn him with a paper bag and there'll be room for the ears to stick out. I go, okay, okay, it's your world. I'm not the artist. Leave me alone. Creative vision. Listen, thank God, because it helps us design these things. What else we got? We got anything else? Two more. Where's where's your Will Levis? It's right here. Uh, Bring that. Yeah, that's yours and yours alone right there. Well, it's going to be timely because he's going to get drafted in the first round. By the way, are you seeing the reports? Will Levis is the best quarterback in this draft. And I'm I've like, already seen. Look at how the ball flies out of his hand. The jump. The arm you, strength. Here's my belief. Tell me if I'm wrong. And you can, you can say, Mike, you have no way to prove this. Caleb Williams and Drake May are better than anybody in this draft class. That if they were coming out this year, they would both go ahead of any of these guys. Williams would. I don't know about May. Why do you hate May? Why? Maybe I haven't seen him as much as you have. But well, I have just, just say that and don't slander him. Well, I feel like the times I have watched him, I haven't come away as impressed as I have with Caleb Williams. And that's why I said maybe I'm missing something. Maybe and I here, don't know okay. one game I needed to let see offer, I didn't see. Let me offer a little, I'll admit some bias. I always respect guys who don't have all the help, who don't have all this. Like, Drake May's not getting coached by Lincoln Riley. Mm-hmm. He doesn't play for Alabama. He doesn't play... You know, so like everyone, everyone sits here, you know, Bob, Bob, Bob and Levis's knob. And it's like, no, he doesn't have a lot of help, but he also looks like shit. Drake May doesn't have a lot of help. And he put up the most impressive freshman season I've, I've seen. 4,000 in the air, like 700 on the ground, 40 TDs. And you're in North Carolina where you're always up against it because your defense refuses to get a stop. But how much of that plays into the game script where you're in all these shootouts as some opposed, as opposed to some of it. if you're Caleb Williams and your things are wrapped. Let up. Let me tell you something. If I take Drake May, and he, and again, Pat, uh, how about the Pat Narduzzi thing too? Like I know we're oh, having f- no, no, but yeah, let's bring it up. I know we're having fun, and we don't want to go too geeky with sports. But Narduzzi, the head coach at Pitt, goes, I know for a fact Drake May has been offered five million dollars from two schools, but he won't name names, right? So it's I got a great story, but I can't tell you. At least Matt Rule stirred the chili and just did it right. If Drake May went to Bama next year. You want to, I'll tell you right now, you put him in that infrastructure, yeah. 
Good God. Well, infrastructure is a good word, and I think that matters more than people realize for these young quarterbacks. Absolutely, like, yes. I- I'll give you an example. Josh Allen. I- people are going to make the comparison with him and Levis. You get a sharp OC. You go get Stephon Diggs. You build it up right. It goes a long way. It does. Mahomes. I think he's in- immensely gifted, and he would have been successful wherever he was drafted. But to go to Andy Reid, sit for a year, apprenticeship, have Hill and Kelsey as your top two targets initially, right? it goes a long way. It does. I just don't like any of these quarterbacks. But Will Levis, take us through the memories of this disaster. Well, who are they playing? Why can't I think of this? What was the line? What was the line? Where did I put this? Where did you put this damn thing? Uh, they were plus 12 and a half. This was Tennessee. And we said if he can't cover. Because Tennessee's past can't defense cover. is This terrible. was your famous line. They yeah. can't cover 12 and a half. You're not a first-round pick. Yeah. He threw for 70 yards that game. Remarkable. And I think the year before, he had scored a million touchdowns yeah. and all the yards. Yep. And, I don't know. He's going to get chalked up as well. He had a bad supporting cast, and he has all the ability in the world. So that that's a topic for April. Is this Dabo? This is Dabo. Uh, this is. Did you see what he said the other day, by the way? I think he is the biggest fucking phony on the planet. We He's don't talking need, about name, image, and likeness. Yeah, because we designed it in the name, image, and likeness of God or whatever. Our Savior. Yeah, yeah do me a favor. Go fuck yourself. <laughs> I mean, come on. Acting like Clemson hasn't paid players. Come on. But he did it in such a corny way, too. Just like Jimbo when he hugged Jameis and he made uh, sure the cameras were, cameras were around going, humble pie, humble pie. Come on. This is what I can't stand. If you're, if you're going to be a coach and you want to be a heel, be a heel. Yeah. If you're going to be a coach, you want to be a good guy, then just be a good guy. Don't be that. Don't do that. I, I hate Dabo. I can't stand him. Now take him. us through your memories of that game. Don't make me do the memory Wait, lane. Who, who is that against? You bet him against Syracuse. And they turned it oh, over yeah. seven times. In, in the play of the game, they're about to go up, I think, double digits, and it's a fumble. And does it get returned all the way? Yeah. And it flipped the entire game. Yeah. Syracuse... Ran all over, uh, Clemson ran all over Syracuse. And they should have won the game by a couple touchdowns. Oops. But their own stupidity, their own mistakes. And you were warning me all year about DJ. Ungalele, you're like, he's not good. I'm like, hey. hey, By by the way, notice where he landed in the portal? I I missed it. Where is he? Not in the Power Five. Where is he? Hawaii. Talk about a fall from grace. A year ago, you're in a Dr. Pepper commercial. And now, I just refuse. You've to transferred to Hawaii, who plays at a local park. He had to have better offers. His little brothers at Oregon. You didn't see Oregon step up and offer him. They were busy flipping Baylor's top one hundred quarterback. But no, he had to have better offers. Did he? No Sun Belt team would have taken him. Why? Why? Uh, pedigree, athleticism. What, what, you, what? you convince yourself that the other guys didn't unlock what you can. It's the same stuff we see all the you time. You can't in win at Clemson. You can't win. And you know what was jarring? You know what made me say I wouldn't take DJ even as a preferred walk on? When Klubnik played night and day. Yeah. Klubnik played. The offense looked different. There was a precision. Um, yeah, I, I just, you enjoy that. DJ's in the portal. Good. That's it for the ornaments. I don't think we have any more on the tree. Okay. So what's next on the agenda uh, today? I wanted to bring this up because I always, look, Christmas Eve, and if you listen to the uh, Getting to Know Mikey thing, Christmas Eve as an Italian is the main deal. I know for Polish people it's the same thing. Uh, I, you know, I, I don't know. I, I'm not acting like I know every culture. But I, it was funny because I thought to myself, you are, I've waited to do this topic yeah. because you strike me as the least Italian Italian guy on the planet. Mm-hmm. I mean, 
You're not cookies. You're James Anthony Costa. Yeah, on my dad's side, Italian through and through. Right. You sound like a guy who should be from Staten Island. Right. You sound like a guy who should be as Italian as it gets, but yet I have just, like, you're a wonderful guy, but you are middle America Costa. I feel like your Christmas Eve is meatloaf, red cabbage, and mashed potatoes. <laughs> and I wanted to compare what you have, the Christmas Eve we do as real Italian people. And then I wanted to get to know Jim Costa, because you are the least Italian Italian guy. Yeah, you're so offensive. We have a sauce recipe in our family. Do I, you? My Nona. What's it called? Grew, Prego? No. Ragu. <laughs> <laughs> no, they grew tomatoes in the backyard. That Paul Newman is a fucking gentleman. Oh, stop. I'm not as Italian as you, which is not the same thing oh, as not being sure. Italian. Well, I, so I so wanted, you do the, the Feast of the Seven Fishes. We, we don't. Yeah, we do the Spoiler. tradition. No, no. And, and again, it ain't for everybody. And I, I just, I want to, I want to compare this. So we do like, for instance, we're taping Thursday noon. I came in, even though I'm on vacation because I care about the people. Tomorrow's a prep day. All the grocery shopping has gotten done sequentially because you have to go to different places to find some of this stuff. Mm -hmm. And everyone's duties are outlined. Nothing gets added to the menu without approval from Mama V. Like it, this is serious business. This is a serious, serious deal. And I go, I wonder what Cookies does. And I just was like. You couldn't, couldn't come up with it. I couldn't. So I, 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 I had like a morbid curiosity. And it's like if you come through in the clutch and it's an actual Italian Christmas Eve, I'm going to be excited. <laughs> but I just knew it wasn't the seven fishes. So like. So it's not. It's not the seven fishes. So do you want me to go first yeah, and then you, we comp to you yes. or you and then me? No, you go first. All right. So here's what it is. If you want to know what my family has done since way before I was born. And I will tell you, there are a couple of dishes that died with my parents' grandparents. Yeah. Okay? So, no, no one in my family is going to be killing the eels in the kitchen sink the way my great-grandmother did. That's just not happening. Okay? So, we start out, you got the bacala salad. Now, I want to know what you would eat. Yeah. Okay. We'll go through each one of these. All right. So bacala salad. So think it's salted cod and oh. you have to rehydrate it. Okay. So you got to soak it for a couple of days. Really helps if you have a fridge in your garage. Then you take it, it, it gets shredded. All right. So you get this salty fish. You're going to go hot cherry peppers, not the sweet, celery, red onion, good olives, and you're going to take some of that vinegar brine from the cherry peppers that mm -hmm. goes in and then really good olive oil. And we that start, sounds incredible. We start mixing. That's your. That's a nice cold seafood salad. Yeah. Good app. Yeah. You're one for one. I'm one for one. Little crusty bread on the side. Oh, please, okay. Please. Frito misto. So like as some of you would call it, fried calamari. So, <laughs> so we what we he do, looked at me when he said that. Just just so people know. No 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 that that please 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 respectfully. So we take the squid, clean them, take the tentacles, put those to the side, and. Squid, for, for those of you who think it just appears in rings, they're tubes. You have to slice them in rings. The Italian way of doing it is you don't soak them in buttermilk or any of this other bullshit. You just take them, clean them, dry them into the semolina, good Italian wheat-based flour, flash fry them, pull them, immediately, whoops, oh. immediately salted, 
And then just squeeze a lemon and you put some spicy sauce out there. True Italian fashion, talking with your hands. I am. I'm so, dude, Jim, you don't understand. I'm so fucking excited for Christmas Eve. <laughs> Christmas Eve is a goddamn holiday. Hold on, I gotta clean this up. No, you clean it up. I squid's not for me. So you wouldn't um, I mean I would take a bite to be polite, but it's not for me. Okay. And I will tell you, when you get the tentacles, you know what you're eating. Oh, you, you look like you're eating yeah. alien hair, yeah, like no, from no, Predator. No, thanks. Okay, and I get it. It's not for everybody. Right. I grew up with yeah. it. All right, so one one for two. Baked clams or clams oregano. Like, just you take the clams, steam them, take each clam out, chop them up, and you make a homemade breadcrumb stuffing. Tons of butter, tons of garlic, tons of good Sicilian oregano, which comes on a branch. I know you think it comes from a McCormick's tree. But like... <laughs> <laughs> but you, then you restuff each each of them and bake them off. A little time into the broiler. I think they're delicious. Anything that you go, butter, garlic, and oregano. Yeah, I'm, I'm you're in. Yeah. Okay, we're two for three. Uh, lobster fra diablo. Now you can use shrimp if people have allergies to lobster, whatever it is. But the key to this is, this is the simplest thing in the world, but it requires you gotta have Calabrian chilies packed in olive oil. Can't, don't use the little flakes. The flakes are to put fucking toppings. Good chili, crushed San Marzano tomatoes, start your sauce there, little white wine, tons of garlic, duh. And then take the lobster, and this is the gross part, I admit it, you gotta deshell it raw. You gotta take lobster oh, tail. Yeah, you gotta, you gotta have it raw. You wanna take all that raw lobster meat, it goes into the slowly bubbling sauce. And then that lobster, as it cooks in there, imparts all of its flavor on the sauce. So it's, it's, and then obviously a little linguine on the side and you just give each person a taste. You don't fill up on this shit because this is all the appetizers. We haven't gotten to the dinner course. We, <laughs> <geez. laughs> we have two waves. We put out the first buffet at about noon. The second buffet goes out at about 4.30. We time it around the football. Um, then we get to dinner stuff. All right, so tell me now. Would you do lobster fra diablo? I'm like neutral on lobster. I don't love it, but I right. But if it the was right way with all the good goods, sauce, yeah, good pasta, yeah, yeah, you'd be okay. Yeah. All right. I'm not like averse to lobster. So this is the 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 number one deal is the stuffed calamari. So stuffed squid. Now this is scary for you, but you got to work with me. No, the head's not on there. No, the tentacles aren't on there. Okay. You know what I'm going to be doing a lot tomorrow? My whole family comes over. I say my whole family. It's a small family. My point is, all the all the tubes are cleaned. So they're clean, and they're put on a paper towel. My mom, and I still have to do this, I've got to learn her recipe for the stuffing. Because I do it a little different, and I like hers better. You stuff each tube to the brim. And all jokes aside, yes. Basically, squid in tube form, unstuffed, looks like a used condom. Okay, <sighs> let's just get it out of the way. So you have to stuff these. And then you got to sew each individual one. You sew them shut. So the, it's an assembly line. You got people that stuff, people that sew, people that brown, and then somebody who manages the sauce. Every squid that gets stuffed, sewn, browned quickly in a cast iron, and then into the sauce. Every one of them. Boom, 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 boom. They cook in that sauce overnight on low. And what you get, not chewy, it's not even fishy. And the stuffing my mom makes is, it's magical. 
It's incredible. It's a breadcrumb-based stuffing, but fresh, not the shit in a can. Real bread, shredded, proper. Jim, it is, it is the sick. You make it one time a year because it's a pain in the ass. I'm telling you, you'd have to take a bite, but you'd be uncomfortable because they, they come out. They, it, it's just what they look like. I mean, it is what it is. So that's one. Um, then, then we do, you can do cod two ways. You can do a bronzino or something. We don't. You can fry to white fish, which we choose to use cod, little lemon aioli, delicious. Or you can do it the Sicilian way where you bake it with roasted potatoes, olives, sun-dried tomatoes, and then you make, much like the clams oregano, you make a breadcrumb topping. And each piece of fish, it sits on a baking pan on top of all of this delicious shit that's roasting underneath it. You top it with its bread top like that and finish baking it off. Delightful. And then the last thing we do is what we call alige. I don't know what you guys would call it. So it's, you've seen... um, as some of you, spaghetti and oil. Uh, we call it spaghetti aioli. So spaghetti, so the alige is you take anchovies. Good one. No, 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 not the shit in a tin. Italian ones in olive oil, and you don't eat them out of the jar. You're going to take those into a hot pan. You know what happens to them? Disintegrate. Okay? So you get olive oil, you throw in your anchovies. They disintegrate. Get your garlic in there. Now you use your chili flake. You get that in there. Now your oil's seasoned. You're all set. You're ready to roll. Take your pasta. You take a good cup of that pasta water. It goes in the pan. Now you've made a sauce. Can't just be oil. It would be sticky and slimy. You take the pasta, and it's gotta be, you got to undercook it by two minutes. This is the whole thing that kills me. That's why I don't go out and eat Italian food very often. Nobody cooks the pasta right. It's all soggy. You got to take it out and you finish it in the pan because it's going to soak up some of that sauce. And as you're tossing it, you make a 50-50 mix, toasted breadcrumb, which is easy. Just take your shit in a can, toast it in a little frying pan until it turns, I don't know, like um, like the color of this, this helmet base. Mm-hmm. 50% breadcrumb, 50% good pecorino. Mix it up. You're going to start sprinkling that in the pasta and tossing. Serve it. Hit the top with the breadcrumb mixture and serve. Bar that none. phenomenal. That one, I'm telling you right now, bar none of all of this shit, that's number one that's with a bullet. Top. Yeah. And then, of course, we'll take some of the squid sauce and have a little bowl of pasta next to that for that. Go ahead. You guys don't do anything like halfway. No. Because it's all traditional yeah. stuff, and there's always been a thing about not wanting the tradition to die. And, like, you know, we do have a small family. And, like, my dad yeah, had a falling out with his brother and sister. And, you know, my mom's sister lives in Kansas. So, like, it's just us. And we just, we always wanted this. And you know what part of it is, Jim, is I was never around. And then my sister went away to school and moved to Florida. And then, like, my kid's sister ended up going to state. It's just, you always have a feeling of loss. And Christmas was when we would all be together. Yeah. Because when I go back in the summer to Saratoga, a lot of years, my sisters weren't there. So this was always, it's that special meal. Like hearing you talk about it. So a little, my backstory. Do you want a plate? Let me get you a plate. I'm interested. So my dad's side is the Italian side. My dad's dad has passed away. He was a great cook, loved to cook. His sister is still with us and she'll do like homemade ravioli. She's phenomenal. My dad's not a big cook though. So if I want to continue this, you're almost inspiring me. I got to call Aunt Rita, get her on the line, stop by and figure out You know what cooking is? What? Half repetition and half giving a shit. 
Yeah. The repetition, you just figure out what is it supposed to look like, smell like, taste like, what's it supposed to feel. The ingredients, yeah. The recipe shit doesn't play. There's no recipes for anything I, I gave you here. It's all sight, taste, smell. Old school cooking. And the other part of it is you got to give a shit. Yeah. You got to pay attention. Like, you need reps to, to learn half of it, but you just got to care. Yeah. That's all. I mean, it's not, you're not curing cancer. <laughs> it's an impressive spread. Okay, now talk uh, the, to the, the The drum roll for me. We do a Christmas Eve at my mom's side. Okay. Her dad. What's your mom? Irish. Oh, fuck. So I, I know what your belief is on Irish cooking. I'm not going to pretend that we do the seven whatevers. It's it's no. pretty tame. What do you do, boil a bunch of potatoes? Uh, excuse me. I'm just going uh, to get, get yourself <laughs> another. I need to to hear this <laughs> shit. <laughs> no, we don't have, like, uh, like iconic dishes for it. We've had, like— Well, because, like, what's Irish cuisine? I don't know. We've had, like, takeout pizza some years. Everybody like, left the country because they didn't have fucking potatoes. Who even likes potatoes? And then we do— Christmas Day at my parents, and it's more of a breakfast. So is okay. So is Christmas Christ Eve is like more of the family comes together. So what is the dinner on Christmas Eve? There isn't like an iconic dinner. We don't have like a this like it's going to end up being like takeout is is too disrespectful. <gasps> but I, I know you're good. Sometimes it's potlucky, there, but there isn't like a. I can't the disrespect after you laid out all this for me. To be I like, knew it. You knew I it. knew you were Middle America. Costa, your, your read was pretty good actually, Jim. Let me tell you something. Do you know what a hero you would be to the family if you just produced ah, a signature dish? And it doesn't have to be an entree. None of the shit I'm listening. If you showed up and said, all right, here's the deal, everybody. New sheriff in town. You can do your red cabbage. But over here, I'm going to make a little amatrichana tonight, and we're going to have proper, we're going to have some good pasta. Like, gee whiz, Jim. You so you're going to Christmas Eve. You don't even know what's being served. No. Take another sip. You satisfied? Oh, fuck. And my worst fears are confirmed. Okay. Enjoy. Where's Christmas Eve? My grandpa. Where's your grand? Come on, uh, Livonia, Michigan area. I make it plate. I'm not gonna bring over your food. No, no, no I, ain't my I ain't. I ain't feeding any of them. Feed oh, you. for me. Like, <laughs> like I'm like wolfing it down like behind the garage or something. I'll oh, feed. I came stuffed. Sorry. I will feed you and the lovely Mrs. Costa. Okay. The rest of these people? On their own. And they are on their own. You know someone showed showing up with like Marie Callender's mac and cheese at this dude's Christmas yeah. Eve. That's a disgrace. I have to tell you. You need to be a leader in your family. Uh, well, yeah. Now, take me to Christmas Day. No dinner. No, no. It's a breakfast. So, you know, you're doing your potatoes and your pancakes and sausage, ham. Jesus Christ. Okay. Bacon. Okay. You, you know do it up. It's like a full breakfast But like you know what? Bre style. Breakfast is a cop-out for those who can't or refuse to. Well, no, but Christmas is really about Christmas morning, is it not? Like, traditionally, people get up and they open the gifts under the tree, yeah. Santa. So then what do you do? You got to eat. So breakfast becomes... Where you go? I'll let it go. Okay. I'll let it go. He's but my fears... He's biting his tongue. He's going to saw it in half. Because it's the holidays. My fears are confirmed. <laughs> you are middle America Costa. J Jim, promise me something. Here's yeah, what we're going to do. Up. I will send you pictures and or video of what we got going on. Yeah, please. I beg of you. Send me whatever the hell you're stuck I'm eating gonna on Christmas I'm just going to hover over with a phone. I'll do it for you. I need to see I'll it. Do, you're going you're gonna to disown me. It's be the last podcast no, we do. No, 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 it won't. No, it won't. Because I feel for you. I pity you. I don't, I'm not angry. I just, <laughs> that's, it's not much better, to be honest. <laughs> that's, holy shit. 
All right, move along because I don't want to defame anything else Any going on. But I, I, I put a point spread on menus, minus 11 and a half versus anything you were eating. Yeah, I did. That line has gone straight up Eastern <laughs> Illinois at Iowa. I'm laying 31 and a half to you. You're plus 8,000 money line. And I put the over-under on dishes you would try at three and a half. I feel like I was over. You were over. I was over. You, you ended up at four. I'm proud of you. Thank you. God, I, I want to... Now, did, I'm happy we did this live, and because I heard you do it, talking a little bit about it on your show, and I was like, "I'll oh, wait till we What's do it on the wife? pod." What's your wife? What ethnicity is she? Uh, there's some German. Oh uh, God, we have a little schnitzel and noodle. <laughs> what are we doing here? <laughs> what are we doing? No, they they love to do the takeout too. No. Yeah. What the hell do they eat? The NBA playoffs are underway, and you want to get to the game? Me too, but. I'm a Pistons fan. Let me live through you. Get your tickets with Game Time. Game Time is an authorized ticket marketplace of the NBA, which means you're getting your playoff tickets even faster. Prices on Game Time actually go down closer to tip-off. Save up to 60% buy-in last minute for sports, concerts, comedy, whatever. Like, let's look at the Denver Nuggets. Reigning champs, hot ticket. You click on the uh, the game in the app. Flash deals, under 300 bucks. Yellow lightning bolt, it stands out. Red fire emoji, cheapest seat, 115 bucks, And that's all-in pricing. That's no surprise fees at checkout. I've used game time to buy Red Wings tickets. Nothing better than going to a baseball game day of. Boom, boom, you click in, easy to navigate. Take the guesswork out of buying NBA tickets with game time. Download the game time app and create an account. Use that code CASH for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account. Redeem the code Cash, C-A-S-H, for $20 off. Download the GameTime app today. Last-minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey, <sighs> well... That's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. 
Well, our Christmas plans are up in the air right now because of the bomb cyclone. I'm not queuing up the purge side. <laughs> We're done. I did that on the NFL episode. People who heard it. Actually, that was going off in my mind as you began and to tell me about its potluck. Maybe I'll uh, I'll, I'll get you like uh, some photos from each of the gatherings I go to, and we'll see if any of it passes the Valeni smell test. I want to I want to share them with my mom. <laughs> oh God, we're gonna bring like a tear to her eye. Like, is that, oh my that's God, that's how the other half lives. All right, so let let let's move on. We've um, got the giving of gifts. Yeah, I and, and actually for me it was very simple because I know you're pretty private despite being a little darling on social media. What do you got? So for I me? wanted to bring. Two nice bottles of wine that me and my wife like to drink. Hold on, brother. Okay. So each of these, and you know, again, we don't need to play the label game. You don't need to talk about it. These are two from our collection, and they're both really, really nice. From our collection. Do you guys hear that? Yeah, we we like wine. I'm Italian. I apologize. My wife enjoys wine. Yes. Um, No, I so so nice. Yeah, and I want just share them with your wife. That's all I ask. Yeah. Don't. Don't waste this. No, don't lose your bet on Air Force today and go home and share them with your your lady. Okay. Uh, Because it's important. A little glass of wine. It's a holiday season. You're working your ass off. Make some time. That's all. Oh, I can't wait. What is this going to be? A Quinn Ewers dildo? (laughs) No, no. You have wrapping paper? Some gifts for you. Hold on. Where did you get Jim Costa wrapping paper? (laughs) This is unbelievable. How else would you know who it's from? Jim, how did you get this done? <laughs> the internet's great, man. You can do so much on the Your internet. Shit. So I've had this logo for a couple years. and Oh, we, you narcissistic prick. Well, the, hold on. I've oh, had this logo? No, no, let me tell the backstory because that sounds way worse. What are you, when John I, Morant? When I got fired and let go and I didn't know what the next step was going to be, I might have done some podcasting, might have wanted a digital footprint. So I had this, this thing made and I've never had to really use it. But I thought, now that the ego has become a bit on the podcast. This is fucking amazing. I thought, why not wrap the gifts in? This is incredible. Hey, by the way, shout out the company who let you go. Nice call. (laughs) (gasps) It's here. Yes, from, uh, what was it, Bulgaria. Big game Mike. It is here from the Eastern Bloc, people. You should have seen some of the stamps on this thing. Where, now, how do I how do I adorn it? I don't know. It just came in the box. I don't know. Does it have a what back? What if drop? I glued it, like, right to this? <laughs> what if I glued it to I my... I didn't even realize it doesn't have, like, a back. No, there's... All right. Hold on. Relax. The art studio. I guarantee you I bring this to my wife. She'll have a solution. Okay. Dude. Oh, so good. <laughs> it's game, Mike. Dude, it's better than I imagined. Executive asshole. Straight from Bulgaria. Through me, customs you, and everything. Let me ask you a question here. By the way, are you going to finish that today yeah, so we can have another or what? Um... Do you ever look back when you're doing radio now? Mm-hmm. Do you ever just openly like enjoy your success as pure spite towards the people who let you go? Not actively. No? Not actively. No. I mean, there's times when you reflect back, you see like memories and stuff, and you're like, you know. You what? don't feel satisfied though? They oh, I'm very happy with where I'm at. Yeah, and, and the best is yet to come. Yeah. I mean, who are we kidding? Yeah. You're a rising star in this game, brother. I didn't choose you to do this with me by accident. What do we got here? So oh. that is a okay. candle oh, God. that smells like Yankee Stadium. <laughs> what I was going to say, what does this smell like? The Astros' ass? Because that's what I end up smelling every, every fucking October. So hold on. What does this smell like? It allegedly smells like Yankee Stadium. I have not been. You Paul, tell me. Oh, I better not be on garbage day in August. Hold on. Hold on. Wait, hold on. They're positioning. Now, I love candles. <laughs> I will burn this. They are positioning that this smells like a place that in the humidity... 
It can choke you up. You tell me. That's what it says on the box. I'm going to tell you it smells nice, and it I, I appreciate it. But for them to tell you, you that might, I'm, I'm going to light this and feel like I'm at Yankee Stadium, come on. You're a fan of the man candle. I love man candles. Mandles. I admit it. So by I figured, way, hey, take a know, stab at it. And by the way, for all the dudes who are going to make fun of that, you know who else loves candles? The ladies. Okay? Here, pull and, me another one. Uh, you know what I want to get you? What? I want to show you a little more Italian culture. Hold on there, oh, Tito. Oh, boy. What do we got here? Oh. Uh, this is the bomb cyclone. Oh boy! So this is Fernet. So when you oh, we've heard about this on the when podcast. you're done eating a big meal, and you want to you want to drop napalm in your stomach, so you can function. Well, this is what happens. So we're gonna go ahead and just give you a nice helper there. Now I would recommend just shooting that whole thing. Just don't yeah. sip it. No, I would shoot that, oh, but wow. I don't want to see you die. So what I would shot. describe Fernet as to the people is. Oh, it is, well, first of all, hold on. Let me just give it a smell test. 27 herbs and spices. You can smell them. You got everything from like chamomile to Chinese rhubarb. They probably got garlic bulbs in there. Nobody knows what's in this shit. But oh, they, refreshing. they make it and then they throw it in an oak barrel for a year. And what comes out is it's called a digestive. So you, you have this after a huge steak dinner or something, you'll be ready to party in 20 minutes. But the, the problem with Fernet is it's a bit much. Uh, it tastes like muddy Christmas tree wrapped in leather lit on fire and then maybe thrown off a cliff. Hints of regret, failed relationships. Oh, yeah. yeah, you and, get some of that for sure. And bad radio shows you've done. It's Now, when you shoot that, well, listen, if you got food in your stomach, it won't be there very long. It's the best way to put it. You still have two more gifts. I know, dude, this is, you didn't have to do nothing. I mean, I'm just. I wasn't going to be outdone. No, it's not about being outdone. I want to just bring something for you to do with your wife because no, the bottles of wine are super nice. Here's how I view it. I know how much time this stuff takes away yeah. from being home. Yeah. You no, don't have right. a normal schedule yet. You're gonna. The whole point is, like, the the, the spouses, the family support. Like, our jobs are weird. Yeah. We're not digging ditches. No, here. no, I don't want but like, sympathy, but it is a reality. Not, but it's a reality, and it's hard. It's hard on the people that. We care about, we love, you miss what, a lot of stuff. You're talking to a guy that works nights and weekends. Right. I mean, that's those are the dude, times that, that you go out. And like I told fun. you, we've talked about like so many, dude, I missed the first 10 Thanksgivings after college because yeah. I couldn't go home because I had to work. Or even now, the shit that I have to miss. And like, look, I'm pursuing things that mean a lot to me. Yeah. Doing the New York thing, that means a lot to me. But you miss stuff. So it's like I wanted to do something that you can share that with your wife and nobody else. Right. And that's what's important. So this next one, I want to know if you're going to get it right away. Just we'll see what, what you think. What is this, like a booby trap? No. It's a giant, what did I get, the key to the city of Bolt? You could kill somebody with this. Good oh. for one Costa unlock at your discretion. No, I get to use this now. At one time. Either at the end of this season, or you can hold it for next year. Dude, this thing. It's legit. What, did Inspector Plum kill somebody in the library with this thing? It's Paul, a, it's, listen to this. It's a comically large key. Do it again for people. I want to talk about This is, you could seriously murder somebody like with brass? that. like brass? I mean, oh my God. So what, I use this. At any time that I cost a lock a game that you think is not a good idea for the best interest of the teams involved. But I get it involved. once. One time. We can adorn it on a wall or something. Oh, we have here, to. And you can And you're going to need us. You ain't putting this up with command strips. No. 
This thing will rip one of the beams out. Jim, I got to tell you, the, 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 I mean, the wrapping paper, it, this is. That's the real win to me. I'm happy we were able to pull it. How did off. you do it? Well, we had to get it. It wasn't even rush shipped. It's something called like zip shipping, like faster than rush shipping. To get faster it. than fast, Yeah, people. to get it here in time. Hold on now, hold on. Now this, you, you like to cook. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. This I've is, read this about this you. stuff. This is the hot sauce. Yeah. With the truffle. Yeah. People go nuts for this shit. So, okay. No, listen. So here's what I can do. What we can do, I'll do, I'll do you one better, is we will set it up. I'll have you over for dinner. Perfect. Let me lab out what to do yeah, with this shit. Yeah, figure out what you like, what you don't and like. And then I'll, I'll cook for you and the missus. Deal. Done and done. It was very nice of you. This, though? The key? This is fucking hilarious. Now, listen. <laughs> this doesn't smell like Yankee Stadium, but it smells nice. Okay. But. I didn't expect it to smell like. Very kind. Very. Honestly, but this, this is still. Just, just let me figure out how to attach this. I kind of want to put it on my computer. You could. I will work on this with my wife. This, this will, this will happen. Just promise me you don't go drinking those alone when Air Force no. gets house tonight. All right. Your big game. Drink bag. those with your wife. All right. We still have more up. fun to get into because you have, and I love that you did this. I actually loved the idea. You have, yeah. you're a Christmas music guy. Some would say snob. I am. And you have put the point spread out yeah. for some potential matchups for the class. It's a sports betting show. Yeah. So I want to put some point spreads out there. So no, we, the backstory on this, not only the episode I, I did, the getting to know Mikey, which you can go download, but on our show, we have always, every iteration of the show, no matter who was on the show or not, We've battled on Christmas music. I just have very strong opinions about it. Yeah, some of these I... Mm. What? We'll get to it. Okay, you have well, a very old soul yeah. appreciation for Christmas Well, music. I'm Italian and I'm from the East Coast and I appreciate real people who sing versus nonsense. So, for instance, uh, you know, like if you were going to do one seeds, mm -hmm. I think one of the all time... And it's one of the only Christmas songs of the last 30 years. That's a classic. Everything else is mostly shit. It would be Mariah Carey's All I Want for Christmas is You laying 24 and a half to what I think is one of the most egregious, sexual, ridiculous renditions of a Christmas song ever that happens to be popular on my radio show, the 16 seed Temptation Silent Night. I mean, if you want to make a baby, that's the song for you. That's not what the holidays is about. 24 and a half. Mariah Carey is Bama. The Temptations is whatever G5 team showed up at the Cotton Bowl or the, the Peach Bowl or, or like, what was it, when Western Michigan showed up against Wisconsin? The Cotton Bowl, yep. Yeah, I can't, I, I don't get it. I think it's better than a 16 seed. I'm not going to lie. You like it? Yeah. Not for me. Not for me. I was me. playing it before. I was like, I want to get like a sense of everything that you put on. Yeah, here. no, I didn't want to into it. It's and, good. and again, all of these are played on my show. So here's the one I catch the most flack for. And it you have to listen to the Getting to Know Mikey episode. This is number one with a bullet because I feel like this was the song that is if I close my eyes, this is the song that would be on if I returned to my parents' house in New York where they no longer live. And it's Dean Martin's Marshmallow World off of the Dean Martin Christmas album. What You could take the entire Dean Martin Christmas album and you wouldn't need another album. I think you're going to be on an island as a one seed. That's fine. Like, lay out your spread for well, people. Well, he's Dean's laying 16 and a half to Bing Crosby's White Christmas. I mean, that's not one that I want the points. I might want the money line. Bing is the most uncultured, 
soulless, middle America, old white dude on the planet song ever. I don't like Ben And Crosby. Marshmallow World is some like... Dean has panache. There, 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 there's something to it. Look, I, I, saying, I, I like the value at 16 and a half. I'm not going to lie to you. You want to take the plus 1,500, I, 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 Even if it's on the road, All I don't right. mind it. One seed, Andy Williams. Most wonderful time of the year. Great song. Laying 17 flat. I got you a dollar. Versus any Jackson 5 Christmas nonsense. You don't like the Jackson 5? I don't like. Santa Claus is coming to town? I don't like it. It's a five-year-old singing and yelling at me. Good singer. I, yeah, I know. It's Michael. I get it. Yeah, I don't even familiar the, with his work. You know what soured me on the Jackson 5 Christmas? I saw Dad, Mommy kissing Santa Claus. I can't stand it. You don't like that song? I hate it. I'm not putting it in my top 10, but... I can't stand it. I never liked the premise of the song. It's 17 points. I never liked... like the premise of the song? Because you know what's going on under the tree, and you ought to be in bed. <laughs> don't knock on the door if you don't want to know what's That's going it. on. That's it. Why, why, why is Mommy giving Daddy a moose ride? Uh, you, <laughs> should, you should be in bed. I don't like the premise it's provocative, of provocative, Mike. <laughs> Gets the people going. Right, exactly. What's your other one seed? All right, one seed, and I'm calling it the entire album. Nat King Cole's Christmas. Legend. It's a one Chestnuts seed. Roasted you can do bone. Happiest Little Christmas Tree. You can do You can do Oh Christmas Tree. You can do the goddamn German version. I'm He's, sure your wife loves it. Oh, Tannenbaum, complete with German lyrics. It's all there. Nat King Cole is a fucking prince. That album, in its entirety, if you had Nat King Cole Christmas and Dean Martin Christmas, you really wouldn't need, you would want to add a few, but you wouldn't need anything. Those songs came out, what, 50s and 60s? Uh, the 2009 remaster is elite. <laughs> remaster. No, no shade to Nat King Cole. Nat King Cole's laying 39 and a half to bullshit artist 16C John Lennon with that. How do you really feel? Oh, happy Christmas, Jack. Get the fuck out of here. Okay. Awful. That's not a Christmas song. It's sad. And it's a bunch of kids singing. Who the hell wants to hear that? You want the two seeds? Yeah, give me the two seeds. All right. This one is, if you if you have you, you lost me on some of these, to be honest with you. Okay, some that's of these two fine. seeds are very niche. Fair. This is my list. Okay, okay but I, I, have you heard gonna... Louis Prima shake hands with Santa Claus? I heard it uh, an hour ago. Before you didn't we like recorded. it. You weren't it's a fan fine. of it. It's fine. It wouldn't be a two seed. He's laying seven and a half to 15 Burl Ives, silver and gold. Which is also the... just whatever. Hold on. The Rudolph Christmas special album? No. But silver and gold. I listened to silver and gold. I wanted to do my homework for this, like I do for all the podcasts. I, the idea of Jim <laughs> lit, googling this shit and listening to it. Okay, two seed. Donny Hathaway's this Christmas. Great, elite level. It should be a one seed. And he was Brian Robinson's oversized hat before Brian Robert. If you look at Donny Hathaway's off the Donny Hathaway collection album, he's wearing like a Boston Scally hat. That's seven sizes too big. You got to pull it up. It, you remember when Brian Robinson, the Commanders, wore he's the like oversized hat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's Donny Hathaway. That's him. But Donny Hathaway's this Christmas laying 12 and a half to what I think is something very overplayed. The Brenda Lee's rocking around the Christmas tree. So you said earlier the song that you envision when you close your eyes at your family. Mm. Grandfather's house for me is rocking around the Christmas tree. I was going to say, if you said it was Donny Hathaway, I would have laughed my balls <laughs> off. No, it's rocking around the Christmas tree, and I'm not saying it should be a one or a two it's seed. It's not bad. But it's it, exactly, it's iconic. A 12 seed, what do we think about 12 seeds? Ripe for upsets. Oh, you want to put a, a, that's a, a five? Good, you think Donnie Hathaway's a five seed? No, I think Donnie Hathaway could be a one or a two, but like Brenda Lee is a 
that should probably be a 12 seed, right? Okay. okay. All right. Uh, listen, I will tell you. Or higher. Yeah, and I only did ones and twos, and then we did the underrated seeds. Yeah, the, which I also want to add some things and, and get your we thoughts can. on seeds. We can. So this one is niche. It is East Coast. It is New York. I admit it. Manhattan transfers snowfall. I heard it for the first time today. Now, if you're looking out the window, a little, little glass of some of the sacrament, little sure. fire going. It's an unbelievable song. It's my mom's favorite Christmas album. Uh, laying 14 to anything that that Canadian phony wannabe Dean Martin Michael Buble puts out. Fuck Michael Buble. What? You're anti-Buble? He's fake. He's fake. Beginning to look a lot like Christmas. He couldn't Buble. carry. He couldn't carry Dean Martin's left nut. You are out of your mind. You can have him. Now I see why people fight you on this. You can stuff. have him. I'll take him. Canada doesn't even do Christmas I right. I'm getting Buble. Take him. You take the 14. I take him outright. Money line. Two seed. Dean Martin's I've got my love to keep me warm. Laying a robust 453 and a half. <laughs> to what? Alvin and the Chipmunks, the Chipmunks song. Okay. If any song drives you to wanting to light your own home on fire, it would be the Chipmunks song. That's fair. With the dad who, by the way, buddy, you got three young kids who happen to be Chipmunks. Why are you screaming? You're going to cause emotional damage. I, I, I don't like it, but that song's awful. I think you've got it capped right. 430. Yeah, okay. <laughs> now, let me give you the underrated seeds. These are the, the songs that could be Steph Curry's Davison team back in like 08. Don't let them get hot. Don't let the Home Alone soundtrack start because it won't stop. Home Alone is low key one of the 10 best Christmas albums out there. It, I believe it is fantastic. John Williams did the entire score for the movie. Home Alone's really good. And I'm partial to it. I was like it's nine a, when the movie great, came great out. Great movie. Harry. Uh, also, a Charlie Brown Christmas. The Vince Guaraldi trio on the entire deal. How old are you? The Charlie Brown Christmas. You can put that on. I, I say this because, like, your favorite songs are in the 50s and 60s. You're going Charlie Brown Christmas. Mm -hmm. but okay, it's you. That's fine. Be you. Do you not like Charlie Brown Christmas? Charlie Brown's fine. It's excellent. It's You're, we're gonna really fight when I when I ask you for some seating on some of these other ones okay. that I like. I will tell you it is very, very you I think it's a snub, but I couldn't put him in as a one or a two. Tony Bennett, not Sinatra. Tony Bennett's, these are a few of my favorite things. Where at one point he screams at the backing band music and they all start playing uh, trumpets. Tony Bennett's Christmas album is very good. Okay. Very good. I also saw Tony Bennett in concert. Like How long ago? 20 years ago. Okay. Because, like, I grew up where, like, my, my parents had a little Tony Bennett in the house. He came to Michigan State and played Wharton Center. So what the hell? There you go. Got a little boozy, went out and saw Tony Bennett, and then went to the bar. Perfect. What do you want? Times were different. No, I'm not judging you. Um, Elton John's Step Into Christmas. Yes. Low-key, this is a banger. Mm -hmm. This is one of the only, like, non-old Christmas songs. Elton John's Step Into Christmas could absolutely make a Final Four run. And it doesn't get brought up enough. No. And, and this podcast is going to do the part of giving it the due it deserves. It's holiday, it's peppy, it's exciting. Absolutely. And it's not, it's it's just, it works. What All else right. you got? I don't, I, that's it? Okay, I want to throw some at you. Where is Last Christmas from Wham? What seed? 
in the NIT, probably what? a six. Come on, it's it's more modern, which is not you. It's fucking depressing. Oh, last, it is depressing, last Christmas I gave you my heart and then you fuck 17 it, people. Like, well, I don't want to listen to this but, shit by the fire. Hold on, but there's a difference in the words are depressing. The beat is not. The beat's catchy. The beat's great. <laughs> Dude, it's awful. <laughs> Just don't listen too closely. Okay. What scene would you give it? You NIT? What about Honestly, it'd be in the CBI if that thing still existed. Wonderful Christmas time, Paul McCartney. Yeah. This, this missed the cut for me. I get why people like it. It's probably to do that, that it's a British person, and I just don't feel like they deserve to celebrate Christmas. Okay. They're, if, they're very arrogant. They think they're better than we are in America. Hold on. How did you say arrogant? That was well done. Arrogant. <laughs> and, and honestly, if you're watching The Crown, I really don't like British I got to get caught up. I know the, the last season. The, the, it's obnoxious. Yeah. Well, they switched the actors midway through. And, I, well, because the queen got older. The queen's yeah. dead now. I know. I don't know. Breaking news. Um, okay. What about Jingle Bell Rock? What seat? It's good. What seat? I'd probably, Three, four? Honestly, it'd be in the 5-12 matchup. Mm-hmm. I think you could put it as a five, but there'd be a chance it gets upset by potentially m- maybe your little... Brenda Lee. Rocking yeah, around the Christmas Yeah, tree. and I think that would be higher It'd than be that. An epic yeah. matchup. Yeah. Uh, what about Christmas and Hollis? Run DMC. You're going to have it. You don't like it? Not at all. Okay. Not at all. Listen, I'm one of the biggest rap aficionados well, out there. that's why I was curious. But rap music and Christmas just don't mix. It's oil and it's oil and water. So it, does it even get invited to the tournament? No. They don't even get to do the little celebration where they clap? Is... No? S- sorry, buddy. Okay. I, I just don't think it fits. Um, like, what's next? Am I supposed to have a Nas Christmas album? I mean, not? maybe why EPMD not? does it drops an album. Like, it's just not... I don't associate <laughs> rap music and Christmas. It just doesn't work for me. Like I'm like Donny Hathaway is that's soulful. It's real. It's holidays. I Christmas and Hollis is like Weird Al Yankovic. It's it is. just it's a but, bit. No, but it's a good change. Or Grandma up. got run over by a reindeer. Like it's it's, it's a fucking no, shtick. No, both of those are meant to like break up the. I know, but Run DMC are some of the 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 creators of the modern rap movement. I feel like you're lowering yourself by doing a Christmas song. Last one I had. Seating. Well, by the way, does it even get us? No seed for, for Christmas and Hollis. Yeah. Underneath the tree, Kelly Clarkson. I don't know what the fuck that is. Pull, but pull it up. Pull it up. We're about to find the out. chorus. Underneath. She belts it out. She's. I'm not saying it's, it's a one seed or a two seed, but I thought it was worth bringing up. You gonna pull this up for me? I got it. Okay. Jesus Christ! I can't believe I just put this in my computer. Now you're gonna get all kinds of weird stuff in your. Mm. Hold on, two, one. All right, go go ahead, Kelly. What do you got for me? Let me let me let me see. What You're gonna want the chorus. Automatically hate it. Get the fuck out. <laughs> we made it two seconds. That's fucking. Terrible. So not invited. Hold on. Let me just go a little deeper into the song here. Out. Okay. What kind of ten cent Casio keyboard beat is she using? That's not Christmas. You see the snobbery from this man. I hope it's not people, Christmas. I hope you know what that understand. says? Help me, I'm broke. That's how you end I'm up say, with that Christmas I'm song. I'm not changing the channel if it comes on. Fine. If I'm listening to Christmas music Fine. or I'm at the holiday party Fine. and it's on, I'm, I'm doing a little toe tap. Fine. And also, for people wondering, uh, yeah, I'll be honest with you. Sinatra, probably some of the most overrated Christmas music. It, it is. It just drops that. Well, in. no, because Frank was a prick. And you know he didn't want to do the album, and it's probably something that the label demanded of him. He wasn't a nice man. Dean Martin was a nice man. 
Some with Sinatra, I just prefer to stick to his regular collection. I don't need a whole lot of Sinatra in my Christmas list. Move along. We have left on the agenda for today. Yeah. Cocktail hour and then my 12 days of Christmas, 12 moments from the podcast sure. from the year. Why don't you do the 12 days and then we'll finish with, with, with just a cocktail, a for cocktail people recommendation. And, yeah, what they should enjoy this uh, this holiday week. 12 days of Christmas. I, I can't 12. believe we're still here. I'm I on know. vacation I doing know. this. What are we, an hour in right now? Who gives a shit? We're providing content for the people. Go ahead. What do you got for me? First, first one, number one. I'm going to take you all the way back. These are sort of chronological. Do you remember way back at the beginning of the season? I think this was week two. Mike knew. That's all I need to say. Do I remember? Kicking a the, field goal. Let me just set the scene for people. Set it, and then I'll tell you the exact place and, and when this was. He kicks a field goal. Mike knew, Ball State's coach. Kicks a field goal Prick. to kill the under. It was 66 and a half. The score, 59 to 7, Tennessee. So we're right at the number. No more points and we're fine. What a prick. Vols fumble in their own territory. First play, they fumble in exchange. It wasn't even a fucking hit. Right. Ball State didn't do anything to deserve it. They get the ball in great field position. They don't do anything with it. And they kick a field goal. Keep in mind, again, they're down 59 to 7. There's no reason to kick a field goal other than to fuck everybody who bet the under. That's right. And this is our indoctrination into bringing this podcast back. Best part, it was the opening Thursday night. <clears throat> I can do you one better. Minnesota played New Mexico State. Missouri played La Tech. And then this game. I'll never forgive Mike New, ever. Because fourth and goal from the seven, there's no reason to kick a field goal there. None. Run your best two-point play. See what your kids got. Why would you kick a field goal? Oh, I know why. They hate us. Because you're an asshole. Second of the 12 days of Christmas. Nathaniel Hackett goes Hackett. Week one, Broncos, Seahawks. What are we doing setting up for a long field goal? <laughs> From 70. Are we using our timeouts? No. Nope. Great. We're playing for the long field goal. And be better yet, we just paid a quarterback a quarter of a billion dollars. Don't give him a shot. Yeah, fourth down. Do we want to put the ball in his hands? And at the time, we didn't know Russell had fallen off the wagon. And he struggled, and he's not the same quarterback. This is week one. This is your big unveiling. He's in Seattle yeah. against his guys. I think that one is right off the top. You went, this guy might not be the brightest bulb in the box. My third on the 12 days of Christmas, the Kibble Bowl. You remember when we did this? How could I forget? This is one of the first weekends that I was doing the New York show. I was in the hotel. This is the saddest thing. It's a Friday night. I'm all packed up for the airport early Saturday. But I'm staying up to watch Nevada and Colorado State. We did a Kibble Bowl. This was the shittiest game of the week. We get to the worst teams in America. I had Colorado State getting 14. And all I saw in about a five-minute span was a fumble six and then Nevada, I don't know what player it was. He basically lateraled the ball directly to a defender, and that goes back for six. And I turned the TV off and tried to get five hours of sleep to go to LaGuardia the next morning. But it was our penance. Yeah. Because we had started awful in college football. And I, I've rallied. You've, I, one of us has rallied. I know. Anyway, you number see, the, four. The, it's just, it's incredible. It's the holiday season, and he's still, you know what, do me a favor. Dagger Turn right your head. <laughs> And I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna dent your fucking skull with this key. Good lord, okay. that thing's heavy, man. I, I, did, I, mean, I haven't even really lit the This is no joke. You could kill somebody. You actually, could kill somebody with this. It's Professor Plum in the observatory with the Costa key. We'll have to hang that up. Yes. All right. What do we have? Number five. Or number four on the twelve days of Christmas. Fake birds. Kansas. 
your rant about Kansas being fraudulent. A 5-0 and start. I ended up being right. You ended up being right. Week 6, I think it was, or their 6th game, they played TCU. They pushed. Oh, they Jason lost. Bean. And then things just And unraveled. again, hey, by the way, shout out TCU. Congrats. You beat a backup that day. Vanilla Bean. And there were a couple shit reviews in that game. Speaking of backups, no, nothing tells the story of this year. Well, the return of the Costalox is the fifth. Oh, sorry, I'm skipping ahead. Yeah. Okay, five is the return of the Costalox, one of the 12 best moments of the pod this it's season. It's been the backbone of the podcast. 0 oh, 4 start. It, it, you couldn't ask for a more apt start from a cursed yes. pick. 0 oh, 4 start. Number six. Nothing tells the story better than Jake Rupley or Shoopley or whatever you call him. He was the backup to the backup of Kansas State. This was also your birthday weekend, which I was reminded when I went back and started listening to some of this. This was your birthday weekend. I don't remember what the headline of the episode was. It was like, who's shitting the cake or something like that. Yeah. It's 28 nothing. Kansas State with a lead. Rupley comes in, one pass, one pick. The game unravels, and we lose. We lose two starting quarterbacks, go from up 28-10 to losing. And it was, again, it's why. It's why. Look, man, TCU's a fun story, but their year is bullshit. And that, that pissed me off because I made a real bet on that game. Like, that was, I, we, we felt it. We were ready to ride the lightning. And Kansas State's coaching staff lied to us. I'll never forgive Chris Kleiman. You've only brought it up like six times. Leave me alone. <laughs> number Leave seven. Me alone. Number seven. There's really nothing specific, but I just remember the Harvest Carnival. It was, people, let me, let me sell you on this. This was the moment that I felt Jim Costa grew up before my eyes. He sells an Oklahoma State bet. <laughs> it's their homecoming. That nobody wins in homecoming. But he begins to do a series of events. They've got a funnel cake chili stand. Cook-off. They got a chili cook-off. And Mike, it's the Harvest Carnival. And I went, well, oh shit. If it's the Harvest Carnival, I mean, it, that was one of the greatest game buildups of the fall 22 yep. deal. It was tremendous. Now that was that the same weekend? I think that was Texas. They played. And Ewers went 12 of 50. Yep. <sighs> Disaster. Just keep moving. Number eight on the 12 days of Christmas, TCU, West Virginia, drawn offside, bad I'm, beats. I'm, I'm leaving. Another rant from you. I have the balls to take West Virginia catching seven from TCU, who by at that point was on fire. Max Duggan's got a fourth and inches on a 40. Uh, West Virginia's 40. There's like, I don't know, 20 seconds left. He draws West Virginia offsides. Instead of spiking the ball, victory formation, we're out of here. You know what Max Duggan does? <laughs> Who's got money on West Virginia? Fuck you! Throws a bomb to the end zone and blows the cover. Uh, to this day, I've never seen anything like it. I don't think I'll ever see anything like it again. That's why I don't apologize if I have, God forbid, I get a good break in bowl Finally. season. That was, that was bullshit, and you know it. Number nine, sad cabin pizza. This is all you. This is Central Western. We we dipped into midweek action. We gave people bonus content. You guys, by the way, delivered and got us up to 100,000 downloads a week. Sad cabin. But the worst of it for me was going to a blizzard. This wasn't uh, a bomb cyclone, but just a Wednesday real night action. blizzard. Central Western rivalry, and my team can't get out of their own way. You and lose left, the game on a safety. Lose the game on a safety. And, and true story, I'm sitting in my car eating leftover pizza, from the cabin, it's a, it's a place in Mount Pleasant. And I was Urban Meyer meme in real life. We did a podcast. <laughs> on the on golf it. cart. 
<laughs> all that was missing is the golf cart. Number 10, the all-time underplay by Mike Valeni. This was an Iowa-Minnesota game. <laughs> 32 and, and a half. 32 and a half. By the way, also maybe my favorite episode we've, did, we've done. Oh, Brad and Chad. Brad and Chad <laughs> sportsbook episode. You go under and it hits. So many of these stories are sad. And it, I was just on, win. I was unhinged because basically... It was at a point in the season where, like, every public stupid favorite was winning, and I'm an underdog better. And it was, honestly, my year in college has been fine, except for two weeks. And one of those weeks preceded the Brad and Chad Sportsbook meltdown, where I, I had a horrible week. I went, like, two and six. And it's just, you're losing to, like, the... Hey, Bobby, it's late 20. And you're like, what? What I would say is it's not worth going back and listening to games that have already happened with the exception of that episode because it was just a fun episode. It's called Brad and Chad at the Sports. I think it was like November 17th, 18th, 19th, whatever that, that week was. Two more on our 12 days of Christmas. We have number 11. Big game Mike is born. Cowboys Vikings. Currently sitting at 6 and 0. But by the time you hear this, it's either become 7-0 and or 6-1 and because we got a BGB on a college bowl. We'll see. But in fairness. It was a 40-3 to win by the Cowboys. It was never in doubt. It we was made, a spot. We made the announcement that it was deep enough into the college and pro season that we had enough data points that there were going to be certain games. Um, you know, I've told you, you kind of bet the same amount or less on every game. That you don't increase your bets a whole lot. But don't, don't feel yourself too much where you blow it all. But if there's spots, you get into November, it's game time. And look, I, I, I've been really good on them. And I don't know if it'll keep up, but I've been 6-0 and on them. Couple college, four pro. And yeah, it was born when the Cowboys were laying one to the Vikings and it didn't make any sense. And I went, it doesn't have to. Circle it. That's the BGB. Yeah, that was and that was rocking chair. 40 to 3. Oh, it's it's the best. I wish they all could be like that. The final of the 12 days. This is this is awesome. This is this is our moment. This is the Costa Lock head to head with big game Mike Lions Vikings. It's it's a Kool-Aid pitcher, which yep. has become a gif. It's and you a didn't moment. tell me you were gonna cost a lock until after I gave it a big game bet grade. Which forced kind of the ultimate. Do or die moment. The Costa Lock, the kiss of death against the undefeated Big Game Mike, and stuff of legends. And it hit. Big Game Mike stays undefeated. That's it. Costa Lock redemption. And the Costa Lock, by the way, at the time of taping, two and zero, mm. two and zero in the following season. the harpooning of of its of its um, yeah. smugness. And here we are. And look, I, I think um, a couple notes here before we wrap. A, uh, the pod's been an absolute success this fall. We have smashed the company's expectations, which I take sick pleasure in. (laughs) Um, We are going to have an off-season program. And what I mean by that is we're not dipping the episodes through Super Bowl. And then once Super Bowl's done, we are going to kind of pivot. So what you're going to get is, yes, we will release some plays of the day, but you're still going to get a couple full episodes a week. I think that's important. And, like, as February begins, college basketball gets real. College conference tournaments, real. March Madness, we're going to take you through the whole goddamn thing. 
Um, yeah, we're going to do some derby prep race stuff just for shits and giggles. We're going to get Jim into horse racing. It's going to be fun. I'm going to attempt to. I think what's- Oh, I'm going to get you to spend your money. No, That's really what it boils well, down which to. Which will get me interested in horse racing. Exactly. Yeah, I mean, here's the deal. When we get done with the Super Bowl, we're going to still do NFL really strong and, and play that all the way through. We're going to figure some things out as we go, and yeah. we're going to play February like I think a lot of people play February, waiting till March, yeah. and then the tournament, and then the draft, and then the But derby. we'll do it. Yeah, we'll the we'll one do it thing all. we're not going to do, and I'm being upfront with you, this show will run into June, and then we are taking a summer vacation, June, July, and most of August. We'll come back mid-August, and we'll, do, we'll, we'll get the college football prep Maybe going. futures. No doubt. All of it. But we're going to carry this thing basically to the NBA Finals. And then we get a little sabbatical um, because of the success of it. You don't want to bet Mets-Braves on a Tuesday? I'm sorry, that's too good of a matchup. <laughs> you don't want to bet, like, no. Guardians no. Please, and, please don't and Royals no, no. on a Thursday? No. I got to be honest, I don't have any interest in it. Yeah. And you know what? With baseball, here's the thing. You need, first of all, if you're ever going to be sports betting, and I, I will say this around Christmas because nostalgia gets the best of me yeah. too, if, if if you're going to bet on games, you better make damn sure you got the money to do it. Because the money, look, guys, we're all in the long run probably losers. Mm -hmm. That's what it is. You're going to have times that you get hot, times that you win, times that you cash out and buy something cool for yourself only to probably end up redepositing some money. The point is, don't fuck up. It's never good to fuck up at all, but don't. Do anything stupid on holidays. Please. No, no Please. No, don't. And you're right. Like, if we look at my record, I think I'm a couple games up in the NFL with the VIG. You know. Right. It's you're an not, entertainment you're not, you're, you're, not, you're, not, you're not, you know, buying Christmas gifts on it. It is a one way to look at it. And, Mike, you're more than a couple games up. But even then, it's not like you're, uh, you know, a rock star about this. No. You do the best you can. You try to have fun playing these that's games. It. And that's it's your big game about. bets when yeah. you can. You take your stands. You try to have a few withdrawals. You know you're going to make some deposits. Like, guys, just have a good time with it. That's all we ask. Now, look, we'll carry you through. Yeah. And I admit it. I go to Vegas every March Madness. The lion's out of the cage. <laughs> I'm the opposite. But whatever your level is, you find it. And but, that's the thing I've always said is I don't care what your number is. It doesn't it's got to be a number that... It's a big enough number that you care, but not a big enough number to where you if you lose, you're looking at your no. bills. and you're, Don't do that no. to yourself. And again, that's where I've always found it tacky when people talk about what they play. No. It's no one's business. To this day, I don't know what Jim bets, and he no, don't know what I, I bet. I don't know what you bet. It's nobody's fucking it business. Doesn't, it doesn't matter. It's proportionate to whatever gets you interested that's and engaged. It. That's it. And, and you know what? Ultimately, it's really about, I admit it, like sports betting's always had an allure to me because of what we do for a living. Yeah, I have to watch a lot of stuff that I don't necessarily want to watch. So if you've got some interest, it, I'll be I'll be upfront. It's made me a better radio host over the years because I view it like if you're a realtor and you spend money staging houses to make money selling houses. You know what? If I bet on games and I give a little bit back, but I have a client in the sports betting space, but it helps my radio show, which helps hit bonuses, which helps ratings, which helps my overall knowledge and this company knowing I'm one of the best guys they got at doing this shit, then you know what? It all works out in the end. So I used to play fantasy baseball for that reason. Like fantasy baseball is a it's a grind nightmare. It's a grind. But I found like I knew a ton about all these teams. Yep. And I think sports betting is a better day-to-day -day example of that. And it I, is. I, yeah, I mean, some of it is for what we do. There's no way I would know as much about out-of-market games and out-of-market teams if I wasn't betting. It wouldn't be healthy for you to. No. All right, let's wrap this puppy. 
Podmas, anything you want to close with? No, other than just to thank you to people. This is going to air when um, when Christmas is, is since passed. Yep. I hope you had a Merry Christmas. Uh, thank you so much for supporting this because, you know, we launch it. We have high hopes. We don't do this to fail. And but but to actually see it succeed is a whole nother deal. And it's a credit to everybody that's listened to it. So oh, I thank love you. it. A lot of people thought it wouldn't work. How are you feeling now? Merry Christmas. Everybody enjoy some time with your family. Even if you don't like them, they're still your family. That's the deal. We will be back with you next week. And we're back at it with the NFL. Back at it with real bowl games, too. Can't we're going to start to get serious. Stuff. Serious now. That's Cash the Ticket. We will talk to you guys. Have a great holiday.